into Podspot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. It's a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot with practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Kerry, PR and Digital Engagement Manager at Carmen Digital. And this week, we're taking a look at HubSpot's brand new operations hub, RevOps, and using HubSpot as a whole business solution. Here with me to chat about Operations Hub is Ari Plout, Principal Product Marketing Manager at HubSpot. So welcome, Ari. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? Thank you, Carrie. I'm great. Excited to, to start my week with an amazing podcast. Thank you. You're very kind. Um, so yeah, I guess let's start off with something nice and easy for those that don't know about you. Could you just tell our listeners a little bit about you and your role at HubSpot? Yeah, sure thing. So my name is Ari. I'm a product marketer at HubSpot. I've been at HubSpot for almost 10 years, which is wild and exciting. And it means (laughs) one of our amazing perks at HubSpot is every five years you get a a month-long sabbatical. So I'm actually approaching my second month-long sabbatical, which I'm excited about. Oh, wow. What are you going to do with it? I'm still trying to figure it out. I think it's like early to mid-2022. Southeast Asia, I think, is first on my list. I've never been to, to anywhere in Southeast Asia or the kind of Asia Pacific region. So We'll let you know as we figure it out, but that's the the next exciting thing. Sounds amazing. I'm excited for it. Yeah. So my role here at HubSpot, I'm a product marketer and it's my, what I do is kind of in the title. So I'm a product marketer. I bring the product to market. So I position and launch our new products and our existing hubs. And then I also bring the market back to the product team. So I understand our buyers. I do persona research. I research our market. I research the competition and I help inform our product team about what to launch next. So that's my role. Great. So it sounds like you definitely feed into a lot of different areas of HubSpot. I like to do a lot of different things. I'm never bored. (laughs) That's always a good thing. Um, So, yeah, I guess we're we're talking about Operations Hub. So I guess for those who perhaps haven't heard about it or know very little, what exactly is Operations Hub? Yeah, good question. So I'll give you the kind of bullet point version and then we'll dive in. Operations Hub is a new hub. So what that means at HubSpot is like the other hubs, it has a free version with a whole bunch of free software. And then it also has paid tiers. We started out with now the the starter and the professional tiers of Operations Hub. Um, It's a little bit different, I think, than the other hubs in that it's all about optimizing internal systems and processes. So you're not going to build a website using Operations Hub. You're not going to use it to directly like make a call to a prospect like you would with Sales Hub. You're going to be connecting your tools. You're going to be cleaning up data. You're going to be automating things. Um, So I like to think of it, I think one of our investors talked about it as like the lubrication of the flywheel. So it makes all of the teams and all of the the tools work better together. makes it a whole lot easier to use HubSpot as your system of record. It does a lot of the kind of backend data cleanup, data connection things that need to be done uh, that make everything just run more smoothly. So at, at its core, it's three core features, three primary features that we went to market with for Operations Hub. The first one is Data Sync. Data Sync, uh, a year ago, a couple of years ago, we bought a company, a really amazing company called PySync, uh, based in Belgium. And they built this sync engine that powers integrations two ways, real time between different apps. We, over time, built their technology into our own HubSpot system. So what that means is that we now power our own native integrations, our HubSpot built integrations with this former PySync engine. Um, So as a part of Operations Hub, we have, I think when we launched in April, we had 25 
brand new HubSpot built integrations with companies like uh, Microsoft Dynamics and Zendesk and others. And since then, even just in the few weeks since then, we've launched 15 more brand new HubSpot built integrations. And so over time, we have this new engine powering our integrations. We have 40 already over the course of the next few months. You can imagine these things are just going to come out like wildfire. We're going to be integrating HubSpot with more and more and more different apps. Um, the beauty of these integrations, so they're two-way, they're real-time, they're super customizable. So a lot of integrations out of the box are like, you can only do a certain thing, you know, you can only sync records in one direction from HubSpot to MailChimp, but not the other way around. Um, most of them are only forward-looking, so it's not like if you if you plug in the integration, you actually can't do any kind of past historical data. You can only do like from that point moving forward. These integrations are also historical. So if you're just getting set up on HubSpot for the first time, you can pull data in and import data through these integrations. Um, and so we're excited about that. That's the first one uh, that's data sync. And um, then I'll just quickly run through the other two and we can take it from there. The second one is data quality automation. So I think all of us, whether you're in the partner world or you know the HubSpot world, or even if you're not, we know the pain of dirty data. So like if you get data from a trade show, you get data from a bunch of sales reps, you get data from people filling out a form on the website. Um, it can be really inconsistent. Um, so like one example is oftentimes like the first names or the phone numbers just look different from different sources. So the first names from the trade show are all capitalized. The first names from the sales rep are, are not capitalized at all uh, and so on. So we have this new data quality automation, which is a new type of step in your HubSpot workflows in your HubSpot automation that cleans your data for you, that formats your data for you. So it can capitalize things, it can change date properties and timestamps, it can do all kinds of just other formatting things. And then the final thing that I think I'm most excited about, uh, we can get into this in a little bit, is programmable automation. Uh, and so programmable automation is essentially writing JavaScript into workflows in HubSpot. So whereas previously your workflow actions were limited to whatever the set of pre-baked, pre-built steps were like send an email or create a social post or send an internal notification, whatever it was, you can now blow that out of the water. It has the ultimate flexibility. Anything that you can write just a, a code, a, a line or two of JavaScript code can now be built into HubSpot workflows. So those are the three features. It's data sync, it's data quality automation, it's programmable automation. Those are the core features of Operations Hub. Wow. So it sounds like quite like data focused as well, which is really interesting. And I know that it's a, something a lot of businesses often find troubles with is, is, you know, keeping their data organized and having that automation to it. So it sounds like it's definitely fixing a lot of problems for a lot of people. That's the hope. That's the goal. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess, you know, in information about Operations Hub, when we're reading about it online, there's quite a lot of talk also about RevOps. Mm -hmm. So can you just talk a little bit about what that is and what it means? Yeah, sure thing, of course. Good question. So RevOps is, from a high level, it's it's a new way to think about uh, operations at your company. So what I've found, I've talked to a lot of operations folks, a lot of data folks at companies, um, and I, 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 we found a kind of a common experience, which is that uh, as a company grows, they their tools pile up uh their processes get slower and more clunky there's more red tape in their processes um and oftentimes they they kind of run the risk of stagnating growth um, because the internal systems can't keep up with the growth of the company um, so at most companies 
at that moment of stagnation where they get worried about slowing down too much as they grow, uh, that's when they hire somebody in an operations role. Most often, I think sales operations is the person that comes first. They're doing the, uh, the territory management and the uh, commissions and all that kind of thing. And so you have this first operations hire. That's great. Um, but as it turns out from the experience of, of the ops folks I've talked to, um, it doesn't really solve the problem. Like when you bring in that first operations person, because ops people are never put in a position to succeed. Um, they inherit a whole bunch of tech debt from like past things that got set up the wrong way before ops existed. Uh, and they end up just getting like completely overwhelmed with reactive tasks from around the company. Like a million different people at the company are asking them for one-off reports and one-off fixes on page layouts and different integrations and that kind of thing. Um, and so ops is just completely reactive. They're completely dragged down. They're completely underwater. And the worst part of it is that as the company grows, this tends to perpetuate itself because operational silos form. So you hire your sales ops usually first, and then you hire marketing ops in a different silo, and then you maybe hire service ops and so on. And so you end up having ops underwater overall, but even worse, every ops team is building their own systems and their own processes for each go-to-market function. And they end up duplicating efforts and they end up wasting time and kind of toiling away in their own individual silos. Um, so to, we think that to grow better, a company needs to run better internally, to have better systems and processes. And we think that to run better, RevOps is a solution to that. So the idea of RevOps is that instead of these siloed reactive ops functions, you have just a single unified ops team that drives business strategy instead of putting out those reactive fires all day. Um, and we think that, you know, of course, we think to do RevOps, we think you need a CRM platform like HubSpot and you need clean and connected data. You need strong automation. And that's, of course, where Operations Hub comes in. Um, so, yeah, that's the idea of RevOps. I guess two things I would say that the two maybe most common questions that come up around it. Um, one is for folks that are like newer at companies. But, or, or at younger stage, earlier stage companies, they don't yet have an operations team. The question of like, how do you do RevOps if you don't have an operations team? Um, I think the answer is there. Like you can, of course, do RevOps. You're actually, if you don't have an operations team, you're in a really great position because you're at the beginning of the process and you you can kind of craft the operations function as, as you would like. Um, so the idea there is just as you build out your ops function, think of ways to unify that ops strategy build common reports and dashboards that are the same or that are collaborated on between different functions, build workflows in the same system between functions uh, and so on. Um, and then I think the other question that comes up often is like, if you already have ops and not only do you already have ops, maybe you're at a company that already has marketing ops, sales ops, service ops, and these kind of silos, what do you do then? Can you still do rev ops? And I think the answer there is also yes. HubSpot has actually as a prime example over the last few months, we we grew from 200 to 3,000 employees with siloed operations, with marketing, sales, and service ops. But in the last few months, we actually made the switch to RevOps ourselves. So we have a, an amazing leader, Allison Elworthy is her name, with all of the operations functions from across sales, marketing, and service all under her working together as a team on operational issues. Um, so it's totally possible, uh, but it can be in kind of baby steps. So the way that I like to think about it is that RevOps is in its ultimate form is combined, united 
operations functions at a structure level, but it starts as just a mindset. So even if you can't completely upend your org and change your org structure, uh, just start thinking with that mindset, start thinking of ways that you can unite operations concepts and ideas across the company so that you don't end up in these painful silos where time is wasted and work is repeated. So that's a really long answer, a really long way of saying that RevOps is a new way of thinking about operations and it's something we're really excited about and I think our customers are also really excited about. Yeah, and not long at all. I mean, the detail that you gave was was really great. And it's interesting that you guys have started adopting it yourself. I guess that helps feed into what you then produce for Operations Hub and the best way of working for you and feeding that back into other teams as well. I think that's, if you've noticed anything we've done at HubSpot over the years, inbound marketing is the prime example. We build the software to do it. We build the methodology. We do it ourselves yeah. internally. We like how we call it dog fooding our approach. And then we tell the market all the things that we learned as we went. So, yeah, we hope to do the same with RevOps. Great. Um, and I guess, you know, you've mentioned, you know, internal systems not being able to keep up with the growth of companies and, um, you know, you wanting to help operations teams succeed. So was that the motivation behind Operations Hub? How did the decision to kind of launch this new hub within the HubSpot ecosystem actually come about? Yeah, these are like amazing, amazing questions, Carrie. These are like <laughs> the questions we've been asking ourselves for the last for the last couple of years. It's always, do you build a new hub? Do you just add a new feature onto an existing product? Um, I think when it comes down to it, our, our goal at HubSpot is we think about it as more than just building software. We think really that we're we're here to build careers for people. We're here to empower people in roles, like real people to do their best work. And so if you think back to when we launched Marketing Hub, like I was saying, that was the first hub that we launched. We launched this marketing software. We pretty much invented the concept of inbound. We weren't just building software. We were trying to make marketers heroes. The heroes, like we thought they deserved to be heroes. They weren't heroes in their companies at that time the way we thought they should be. And so we created software. We created a methodology to help them out. Um, so I think as, as a kind of general rule of thumb, when we're thinking about launching a new set of features, aimed at a new person within a company, that's when we launch a new hub. And so with ops people, we see a similar opportunity, I think, as with marketers, which is an underappreciated persona. They're in a company, they're doing reactive work. They, they have a strategic capability that they haven't yet, you know, kind of achieved and, and appreciation that they haven't achieved that they deserve within a company. Um, and they don't have the tools, they don't have the methodology to really reach that, that potential. And so in this case, just like we did with Inbound, we launched tools for operations people, that's Operations Hub, and we launched this new methodology, this new concept called RevOps to help those people in those roles to use those tools and to succeed. So that's what's at the core of it. Yeah, great. And I think that's the best place to come from is, you know, trying to help these individuals succeed and, um, you know, build up these smaller teams or people that, you know, are just being reactive um, and helping them put their best foot forward. So I know you've talked about, you know, trying to avoid people working in silos with RevOps, etc. So how do you see the new hub working for other teams? Do you think Operations Hub is solely for use by operations team or do you see it benefiting the wider business as well? That's a good question. I think it's the challenge of naming something is always you're kind of picking who it's for and in some ways implying who it's not for. Yeah. Um, I think the answer is that it can be for both. So every company, even if you don't have an operations team, whether it's because you're too young of a company, you haven't grown enough to need a, a full operations person, 
or maybe you're in an industry where it doesn't 100% make sense to have like a specialized operations function in the same way that I'm talking about it. Um, even if you're in one of those situations where ops is not a thing, you know the pain that we're talking about here, the pain of disconnected systems, of SaaS apps not talking to each other. Um, you know the hassle of like dirty data and you know, data coming from different sources, not matching up and needing to be formatted. You know, the inefficiency of process that gets super clunky as you grow. These are things that whether, whether you have operations or not, these are things that slow down growth. Um, often it's up to the ops person to address those issues. Often, sometimes it's not up to an ops person. Um, so I think that the high level answer is if you're someone or you're at a company who generally wrangles data as a part of your job, then these tools will be useful to you, even if you don't have operations, quote unquote, in your title. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you touched on there, you know, people that are very heavily working with data. So do you see those kind of teams as the people that it's best suited to or other certain types of businesses? You know, you mentioned newer companies, you know, sometimes might think we don't have a massive operations team. So why could we use it? But actually it's them being able to put their best foot forward and, you know, large business having that combined united operations function. So do you think there are certain types of teams and businesses that Operations Hub is best suited to, or can it depend? It's a good question. I think it can depend. I mean, I think we've used, we've seen these features used in terms of company size, in terms of industry, in terms of B2B versus B2C. We've seen these used across the board. And I think it's because these data issues only exist for a certain set of companies. Like at a very small company, you're still using a ton of SaaS apps that need to be connected. You still have data cleanliness issues. If anything, they're more painful because there's only one person who has to deal with them at a smaller company. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. I think it can get more helpful as you grow. I mean, the, the professional feature in Operations Hub is this uh, automation, programmable automation, where you can cut custom code and JavaScript your own workflow actions. Um, the more process that you have, the more useful that feature would be. So I do think the reason that's in professional is it tends to be for companies with more people, with more regions, with more process that needs to be automated. If you don't have any business process built out, then you won't build any automation in HubSpot. So I think as you get bigger, there are more things you can take advantage of in Operations Hub. But to be honest, we've seen it used across industries, company sizes, verticals. Uh, it's been a, a kind of a hit across the board in that sense. Yeah, great. And I guess if we talk about HubSpot, you know, they recently focused on positioning as a CRM platform. So how do you see Operations Hub factoring into that overall refocused positioning? Yeah, it's another good question. Another thing super top of mind for us. To, to give folks some context, HubSpot has grown a lot in my time. So I started in 2012 at HubSpot. When I started we were a point solution for marketing teams. So our software solved one problem, which was you could build a blog and it was one team. It was a marketing team that needed to build a blog. So we had one, uh, one tool for one team. We then launched a sales tool like in 2014, we became what I might call like a suite of tools. So you had multiple tools for multiple teams in a company, but it wasn't a complete solution by any means. Uh, so then in the last few years, since we launched that sales tool, we've actually, we've evolved into what we think of as a CRM platform. It's a set of tools that can really act as a home base. You might call it a system of record, a single source of truth. You hear all these terms being thrown around. But the basic idea is that your company can run out of HubSpot. 
now in a way that it couldn't before. Um, it also has, of course, the, the full toolkits for each go-to-market team, like marketing, sales, service, and so on. Um, but really, as a CRM platform, it can be that central system of record source of truth. Um, and so with that evolution into a CRM platform, uh, we're seeing more companies adopt it as such um, as a CRM platform instead of just like pulling their marketing team onto HubSpot. And with that change, we've heard more demands for data tools like Operations Hub. So as you get more data into HubSpot, more of your business runs on HubSpot and your process runs on HubSpot, you need to be able to control and manipulate that data inside of HubSpot to keep things running efficiently for the whole business, not just for one team. Um, so the way I think of it is a kind of the, the concept of the lubrication of the flywheel earlier, this idea that Operations Hub removes the friction from the CRM platform by connecting it, by cleaning it, by automating it. Um, that's what's at, the, what's at the core of it. And I think it's going to be a key to our success moving forward. Yeah, definitely. And I guess it helps to have all of those functions in one place rather than um, having that clunky data or having to, you know, sort it out in an external um, platform. Just being able to do it all in one place is, is really useful as well. Yeah, that's the idea. We, you know, at HubSpot, again, dogfooding our own approach, we use HubSpot as our system of record also. So our marketing sales service, everybody works out of our own HubSpot account, which is Portal 53. And yeah, we, we, we strongly believe we're not all in one in the sense that everything you could possibly do doesn't live under HubSpot's roof, but we like to think of ourselves as all on one, as a kind of all on one platform where it's the center of your solar system. A lot of what you can do is within HubSpot and anything you can't do ties really seamlessly into HubSpot. So that's where this data sync, this, this integration functionality within operations hub comes in is do the stuff in HubSpot that you can and where you can't hook it up in a really easy, seamless, free way using powerful integrations through our marketplace. Yeah, definitely. And I, I like that, you know, as everyone I speak to at HubSpot is very open about that as well and um, really welcomes integrations and, you know, you using the platform, how it's going to work best for your business. So um, I think that's great. Um, so I guess, you know, from the perspective of, you know, at Carmen Digital, we're a diamond HubSpot partner agency. So mm -hmm. how can we, or, you know, other partner agencies that perhaps listening, how can we help customers realize the most value from Operations Hub from your perspective? Ooh, good question. Again, you've got the good ones coming today, Carrie. I, uh, <laughs> Thank you. I think there's a few different specific examples I would give, but from a high level, I think there's a lot of opportunity for partners in helping HubSpot be a cornerstone of the business and, and helping companies adopt HubSpot as a CRM platform um, because it helps you to expand your role within an organization it helps you to do more kind of sticky, bigger retainer work versus project-based marketing agency type of work. Um, it gets you like from partners that I've talked to doing this type of work, what call it RevOps, call it CRM platform, call it operations hub. It gets you more interesting kind of hairy problems to solve with more interesting, bigger, more complex clients. Um, so I think from a high level, like that's, that's why I would think about moving from just being a marketing agency to being a, a, a CRM platform implementation, uh, RevOps kind of an agency. And we've seen some partners making that shift. Um, but I think specifically on operations hub, a few angles that you could take. Um, one is 
we have these data sync features. So we pulled the old PySync engine into HubSpot. We now have 40 and growing new HubSpot built integrations that are historical in nature as well. So one of the things I've heard agencies struggle struggle with over time is uh, like getting new clients into HubSpot, getting their data into HubSpot and getting them started and up and running very quickly. DataSync is a really good solution for that because maybe they already have Dynamics set up, they're migrating to HubSpot. You can use DataSync to just pull the information in in a couple of clicks and then they're in HubSpot and they're ready to get started. So that's one angle. I think the kind of adoption angle of with DataSync is a good one. Um, I think the, the business process automation is another good angle. So there's this new feature, uh, programmable automation, where you can build custom Lego blocks into your workflows in HubSpot. And I think that helps agencies, helps uh, solutions partners get a foot in the door in terms of actually building this business process with customers. So one thing I've heard, uh, I think maybe it was I'm trying to remember what the agent the agency was, but they essentially started every engagement with a, a business process map where they would go through beginning to end the entire business process with their, their client and map out what the process looks like from when a lead first comes in, how they're rotated, how they're scored, all the way through when they're converted into a customer and become a, a kind of a promoting and a happy customer and, and NPS surveys and so on. So they mapped out this whole process and then they filled in the gaps with this programmable automation inside of Operations Hub. So the idea that you're not just like picking off an email newsletter to do, you're actually building a full business process inside of HubSpot and you're using this Operations Hub automation to help. I think that's another angle uh, that that could be useful. And then the final, you know, the last tool was around data quality automation. I kind of think that that tool sells itself. The idea that like data is dirty, you'd rather not have to stack a bunch of tools together in order to clean data up. You'd rather just do that in HubSpot if you could. So pitching that as some kind of a service or an add-on or an added benefit of working with HubSpot and working with the solutions partner, I think is a pretty easy one as well. That's the data quality automation. Great. I'll definitely be uh, be feeding that back to my managing director. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I guess, I mean, this is a bit of a tough question. It's probably difficult to pick just one thing, but f- what is your personal favorite feature of Operations Hub? Yeah, it's so tough. I mean, it's like picking your favorite child. Uh, <laughs> I think to me, it's the programmable automation. That's the one where you can, again, write the JavaScript custom Lego blocks into your workflows. And I think the reason is that it's just, it's the most flexible, it's the most powerful thing, maybe not just an operations hub, but maybe in all of HubSpot that we've ever launched. Wow. Um, I think that it's like, you talk to our sales engineers in HubSpot or our sales reps at HubSpot, and it essentially means that whenever anybody asks whether you can automate something in HubSpot, the answer is now, yes, you can. It used to be like, well, let me look through the list of things that you can automate in HubSpot. You know, oh shoot, it's not on there. Now we can't automate that. With this new programmable automation, if you can write a couple lines of JavaScript, you can automate essentially anything in HubSpot. So we've seen that used for all kinds of different things, like a couple quick examples, um, like super complex lead rotation, where if a lead comes in and then you have to ping a third party system to figure out which reps are available, which reps are more senior and tenured, and then you pull that data back into HubSpot and rotate the leads based on that, maybe to the more senior reps, to the ones who are more available and so on. So that's one example. Uh, another example is like 
any kind of commission calculator that needs to be done. So a deal comes in from a, a partner, you need to run a whole bunch of calculations on that and stamp the partner's record. Maybe there's a custom object in your HubSpot account that stores your partners. You stamp that partner's record with their commission values. You run your commission reports in HubSpot based on this calculated value from this automation. Great. And I guess one last question. Um, we know HubSpot is, you know, Operations Hub's only just launched, but you're always looking to the future and to continuously improve things. So I guess, can you give us any insight into what the future of Operations Hub might look like? Yeah, sure thing. So there's a couple of different angles. The first one you heard is the data sync. So you can now integrate better with HubSpot through Operations Hub. And we're going to be continuing to expand on those integrations moving forward. So we're going to make them broader in terms of right now we're at 40. I would expect that number to go up. It already has. So we'll, we'll integrate with tens, dozens, eventually hundreds of other apps with HubSpot. I would expect them to get deeper as well. So right now it's really rooted and centered on contact level data syncing between tools. I would expect to see even in the next few weeks, more objects companies, deals, eventually custom objects. So, so you can really keep two databases completely in sync and not just contact databases in sync. So I think that's one piece on the integrations front. I would expect to see more robust data quality automation. So there's workflow actions that format data for you. Uh, we built those out. We built them, I would say, there's a lot of opportunity to improve there. We've heard a lot of feedback from customers and partners about things that they would want to format in an automated way. And so we'll be building, continuing to build out that feature based on the feedback that we get. So the last piece I, I would say is the way I think about it is like uh, once you have clean data, connected data, what do you actually do with that data? How do you get insights and perspective on that data to drive business strategy and to drive leadership decisions? And so I would expect to see, I don't necessarily think it's reporting, but more features in the direction of helping operations people get insights and drive perspective for their companies. I would expect to see that in Operations Hub in the near future. So a lot to look forward to in Operations Hub. I couldn't be more excited to be working on the product, uh, and I think y'all are going to love it. Great. I mean, it definitely sounds like you're only at the start, so um, exciting times to come, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to, uh, I somehow lucked out to be working on the the newest thing at HubSpot. And uh, one thing I would say before we close, Carrie, is that the best way to figure out what Operations Hub is, is just to go in and try it. I think it's a, a hub where more than any other hub, it's, it's actually kind of hard to explain. There are a lot of features that have to do with data and internal process and syncing things together. Uh, go out in your own HubSpot portal and try this on your own. You can start a 14-day trial. We know how that works. You can try the, the professional features. But even if you don't want to do that, there's a whole bunch of value baked into the free product. So all the data sync integrations, those 40 brand new HubSpot built integrations with Dynamics and Zendesk and Sugar CRM and, and a whole bunch of really popular other ones, those are all free. So if you just go into your integrations uh, library inside of HubSpot into the marketplace, there's a, a, a big button at the top that says data sync powered integrations. It's a new collection of all those operations have integrations. Go in and try it. Set one up with a tool that you already use. See what you think. Give us the feedback. See if it works. And if you like it from there, then you can try out the, the paid versions. But as always at HubSpot, our first goal is just to provide value to our partners, to our customers. Uh, so go and see what you think. 
And uh, we can't wait to hear what you think about the new features. That's great advice. Thank you for that, Ari. So, um, so yeah, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of another episode. But um, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. And I'm sure that our listeners will be looking at ways they can start to adopt some of your Operations Hub insight and those data sync, that data quality, automation and programmable automation features. So thank you again for joining me today, Ari. Thank you so much, Kerry. So if you did enjoy this episode, then please share it with your friends and colleagues and let us know your thoughts on social media. You can tag us at Carmen Digital, or if you're loving the podcast, then go ahead and let us know. You can leave us a podcast review. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode, you can subscribe by heading to bit.ly forward slash podspot podcast, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.